So our uh, our neighbor our area here actually has sirens that go off at six o'clock and then eight o'clock, and it says six o'clock is the time to start trick or treating. Eight o'clock is the time to stop trick or treating. So yeah, hey, I, I will say this: JJ came prepared to trick or treat. Look at that beautiful costume. I love it. <laughs> I could not put mine on because I had I'm I had the inflatable wacky wiggler. Yeah, thing, I saw so. the photos. Yeah, I couldn't put mine on either. Because you also had an inflatable wacky wiggler. <laughs> oh, no, it's because I didn't have one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you're gonna, wait till you get to the point where you have to start dressing up. Um, Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. Wrong. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared. I got the whole... No, uh, he's ready to bust some ghosts. We're it's funny ready. to see you so misguided, Deli. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, how are y'all doing on this beautiful Halloween evening? Oh, fantastic. So yeah. ready to drive to work tomorrow, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I've been watching horror uh, movies all day. I've been just enjoying my I, I watched a horror movie based on your recommendation, which we, we'll get to. I think everyone before. except for Taylor has seen it here now. Yeah. Which one? Barbarian. 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 Oh, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's this... about, uh, you know, the the uh, pre- Pre, uh, it's still in the BC era of uh, of uh, tribes in the Southeast Europe that were barbarian. Yeah, it takes place yeah. in Dolly's in, in yeah. his neighborhood. It That's where they have the neighborhood. It it felt just like <clears throat> your hometown, didn't it? Just it there. felt just like my hometown of Brentmore. That's barbarian. We'll get to that in a second. Um, is there any news worth talking about right now on Yold SideQuest? I'm not. Something quitting Twitter is like honestly I, it. that's the biggest you know what, story. Yeah. Let us let us talk about that. So uh Nibel, who is um quite possibly the quickest quickest trigger in the world when it comes to breaking news. I have no idea where where Nibel gets this gets their information from. Uh but uh he's extremely well connected, uh very trustworthy. <clears throat> Nibel at Nibelian. Um, Nibel is the, the kind of person when we talk about leaks and we've talked about leaks extensively in the past year on side questing, when we talk about leaks, Nibel is the name that is essentially 100% trustworthy. Yeah. Like, 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 like yeah. in, instead of, instead of the true kind of rumor aspect of things, uh, I mean, I would guess that it was a near, he probably maybe had one, a, a miss or two, I would say. Yeah. Um, but he did it for a long time. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was like, then you knew that it was real was when Nibel posted it. You're like, oh, okay. That's not, that's yeah. not just a rumor anymore. Yeah. We're now we're, now we're talking real shit. I can imagine Nibel's um, having like, Nibel having like 10 screens up <clears throat> with sweet deck open and columns for every single publisher, developer. Uh, you can only imagine. It's that it's set uh, the Dark Knight uh, scene yeah. with the, with the oh, when they go to like, yeah. like the war room. Yeah, the war room. Yeah, and now after he posted this, it did that thing that's worth uh, Morgan Freeman just frying all of it at once. So. Gaming's Dark Knight. Yeah, <laughs> game I like that. Gaming's Dark Knight. Um, but uh, yeah, they've announced that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you can read that note there. They've they said, you know what, we're done. I'm done. Um, Doing stuff on Twitter, I think in a subsequent interview or notification to like VG uh, Video Game Chronicles and a couple other places, they you know he basically said, yeah, part part of it is definitely the Elon Musk thing um, with Twitter. <clears throat> the other part was obviously Patreon. He just couldn't 
couldn't do the stuff on Patreon that he wanted to do. Um, happy Halloween there. Leland. Couldn't do the stuff on Patreon that he wanted to do. Um, it was difficult to keep up with. And um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to turn into something to sustain yourself with. Yeah, right. Um, right. You know, Wario. The job. Once it yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, and uh, which is when you're tweeting in that way it is right i mean you don't have time to do other things and not you know that's that was their plan was to do that um but the difference is is that people like wario are out there also inserting advertisements and stuff like you know it's, you know they've got affiliate links and stuff like that not that wario is a, a complete sellout um we rely on them for <laughs> many yeah, uh, yeah many different things but um, officially in our Discord, he has his own uh, channel now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's right. I just I just uh, bought the um I just bought the Vampire Hunter D collection from <laughs> Humble Bundle yeah, through yeah. his affiliate link, and there he got go. like he got like two bucks out of me. So yeah. <laughs> so but anyway, the the point is that I mean, from what I saw, I mean, I, I if there were affiliate links that Nibel had started to post, I missed it. I didn't um, see it. There's and, no way for him to do that. It's not like he was selling a product. Well, that's what I mean. Is that he wasn't he wasn't reposting stuff going on sale. Um, it wasn't you know eighty posts a day on every individual item that was discounted or whatever or new new sales and stuff like that. And that was part of the allure of like when Nibel tweeted, it was like oh something something happened um, or like there's news or something. And I had notifications turned on for Nibel. Like legit, had notifications turned on. I think most but the of problem the problem was is that you know we we have entire uh, you know journal journalistic enterprises that are f trying to find a way to survive. One yeah. you know one yeah. one person tweeting is uh, is his own monolith to try and support, and mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, it didn't work out for their for their use case. Yeah, I yeah. mean we've seen like full blown massive websites crumble this last year for. Right. Yeah. for you know trying to do <laughs> what he's doing by himself or them i don't know uh, it's mobs it's it's mob psycho it's mob psycho it's, yeah it's, it's mob the psycho, psycho helmet them the one and only yeah yeah uh well yeah poor one out for nibel uh and they've locked their account they basically said i'm gonna leave this stuff up i don't i don't want to lose the name the the nibelian tag out there it's just so people know that it's that it's uh <clears throat> that it's me actually you know having posted the stuff in the past so but uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna miss nibel hopefully ugh, hopefully that somebody is somebody else is out there to pick up that uh torch uh i mean wario we we live with live by wario now from the standpoint of deals and news but um wario tends to retweet the stuff that nibel used to tweet yeah exactly and that's where you know, that's where yeah, it was funny because I would always see like Nobel tweet, and then it would be Wario, and then it would be yeah. uh, Dave Amaz, and yeah. you know, like that was a, there was always like a certain cascade of like who saw Nobel's tweet first. <clears throat> Sometimes I wondered if people just had it on fucking auto retweet. It was yeah, just, it was just not running, waiting for waiting for it to happen. I I believe it. I definitely believe it. Um, other news. I don't yeah. really know what you know. There really isn't much. Um, Netflix acquired uh, was, um, Spry Fox. Spry yeah. Fox. So that's a thing. Um, but actually, there's was was one other thing, and that's EA has uh, they have a deal with Marvel. Disney oh, yeah. produced three total Marvel games. One is the Iron Man game. Yeah. 
Yeah. They got two others in the works. Yeah, three games gonna take ten years for them to yeah, come I, out. It's I, gonna be great. I, I, I yeah, I can't wait for them to completely miss any and all hype surrounding any of the other products. Um, yeah. They're gonna come up. They're gonna come out with games for characters whose movies have the movie line has ended. They're gonna come out in like twenty twenty seven. They're gonna have a Thor Thor game. Oh yeah. And yeah, Thor I mean, it literally, we're literally how many years past? Um, you know, Tony, you know, the current MCU, Tony Stark, no longer um, being a part of it. And, they're like, and then they're, and then EA's like, we fucking got him. We got him. We got the Iron Man, baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, like, okay, what do we got? Who do, Who's the other two? Thor, probably, right? Thor. Was, was Wait, Black Panther the rumor? Yeah. Isn't but, Black Panther? But I thought, know? isn't that the, but wasn't it Black Panther and Captain America? Oh, the, <clears throat> that World War II no, game? That yeah, was... but Grubb said that there was actually a separate Black Panther game being worked well, on by EA. Yeah, so there's there two of them. <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. But I'm going to guess, yeah, I'm going to guess uh, that, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on a, any game, like an ensemble-style <clears throat> Marvel game, you know? Ooh. Like the Avengers? That'd be cool. Like, It'd be cool yeah. to have an Avengers game. Yeah, what I if mean, it was an Avengers game? Maybe it's a new Avengers. Maybe it's Young Avengers. Maybe Ultimate, it's uh, Ultimate Alliance Four. Ultimate, it's time to... Don't you dare! Multiple Ultimate Alliance Three ripped ass. I so fucking good. love that game. It's I so love good. that game. I'm considering picking it back up because it's uh, it's that good. Uh, <laughs> ripped ass. I like that. Ripped ass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the perfect <laughs> description, but all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. I had my flu shot today and I've been handing out candy all all evening. Um good stuff. Uh I think that's basically it. News wise, there really isn't anything. I'm like rolling through there. This, there's a Ragnarok street dates broken, but whatever. Um and I've check, seen, check, check, I've check seen Nibel's, uh, yeah, check Nibel's Twitter feed, see if there's any news. Yes, there's anything new. Nothing. Nothing. Do you cheat? Zach, do you, were you one of the 1.3 million or whatever that watched the fight scene? Yeah. <laughs> Coward. Of course. Of course he is. I expect Zach to be, if he hears about something, he's going to be the first to, the first mention. What if it's X-Men? Oh, that's a great point, Playland. I mean, they're, they are, I think an X-Men, we haven't had an X-Men game. In, I mean, Wolverine is coming out, yeah. obviously. And oh, yeah, oh, right. they're kind of pivotal in, I mean, the listen, Ultimate Alliance, but it'll be good time. Listen, it's it's EA. Uh, they they want to they want a co op game of some sort. Now, you know, uh, oh there man, has, Battlefield yeah, Avengers. Yeah, there hasn't been a Fantastic <clears throat> Four game of any real importance like ever. So I mean, yeah, that's because cool. that's because it's they're boring. <laughs> you can't really make a game out of them. There's only like two of them that do anything. <laughs> Three, sorry, the other one just turned. Just let them be part of Marvel. Just let them be part of Marvel Ultimate Alliance and admit (laughs) that you cannot make a good game out of the Fantastic Four. Sorry, I think you could. I think you could. You get some sort. You get some sort of like, uh, you know, alternate universe bullshit going on. You can get some fun. Oh, I see. Yeah, we'll make the we'll make we'll make the Fantastic Four interesting by changing all of the characters inherently no, by using no. an alternate universe. No, I mean them traveling. <laughs> that's, that's, Michael all Jordan. Ever, that's all they ever do is travel into alternate realities. I mean, that's the entire core okay. of the theme. So. But how do you make the invisible lady interesting to play as? Make her visible. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, because the invisibility thing it has become less important over the years, and it's just yeah. She, Sue Sue just has a lot of telekinetic shit going on now. She's able to. She's sort of like a buff now. She's she's mm. shield. She's mercy of I, the I Fantastic mean, Four. At this she's point. she's like Ellen Page and beyond. To, I'll to say souls. this. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, uh, if the Fantastic Four were a cool or good or interesting uh, superhero team, then I would be all for it. But they're none of those. So <laughs> let's move on. Not well. uh, the most interesting thing about Fantastic Four is Doctor Doom. That's, That's true, actually. A doctor. How do you motherfuckers have been reading or enjoying Fantastic Four anything for? <laughs> Didn't they stop publishing it? I'm waiting for it to get good again, JJ. You would have no idea. You would have no idea if they're good or not. That's waiting. Uh, we'll we'll have to do another JJ uh, comic. Yeah. Cast one of these days. Yeah. We can do the yeah. Box. Just just make sure you let me know ahead of time. Yeah, I'll let myself know ahead of time. Um, just riffing with JJ about comics. No, let's get into uh, we, so we got we got a couple things that we're going to do the rest of the show. We're going to talk about the games that we're playing because there, we have been playing a few things here, and there's some stuff we can't talk about. JJ was getting me very hyped up about something that I had pre-ordered. His review. I, um, I, I can I can it says I can't uh, share videos or review scores, so I can at least say what it is. We can um, talk about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, video game. We'll also it's a video game. And we'll also go over our scariest gaming moments that uh, that I had. That was a question of the week, question of the month, whatever. Um, but let's go into games that we're playing. Who would like to start? Me. I'll go first. Okay. That's why I was pointing to you. Go ahead. Uh, so I haven't, I mean, I've been playing a lot, but you don't want to hear about that. You just, you just want to hear about these two other games. Yes. Uh, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, sweet, baby. Yeah, so Signalis, Signalis. Um, yeah, it's a really good horror game. It's in the vein of like Silent Hill One, Resident mm-hmm. Evil One, uh, that kind of thing. But it's uh, I don't know. It's a really interesting nihilistic game. Uh, it's very German. So if you're familiar with German fiction and just them in general, is very nihilistic and. Uh, dark but what's cool about this game is <clears throat> it's kind of hard to explain but the gist of it is you're a cyborg a military cyborg on a base and you go off and you you crash land and then you get off your ship after indeterminate amount of time you're in cryo sleep you get off your ship and you find a hole you go down into the hole and then you get transported into this different dimension silent hill type thing um yeah so it's just it's a really classical survival horror but the way it twists it with uh really interesting lore uh in the world and the idea of like how would these programmable military robots face a lovecraftian horror like how would they process that so that's just really interesting um it has a cool mechanic where you have to tune radio waves like that you tune these radio waves and you can find certain spots in the world and unlock certain things um yeah it's it requires a lot out of you it requires a lot of thinking because it's a puzzle game that's just kind of how survival horror games games are but yeah it's really good it it's it uses a lot of mixed 
perspectives that I like. It goes into first person like this, or you're most likely in third person, like the, not third person, but like, I don't know what it's called. Top down. Um, Isometric. Yeah. Isometric. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's really good. I don't think it's super scary, but it has all the like aesthetic things that I like in fiction. It's very, um, you could say it's full of itself because it's kind of like artsy, fartsy kind of, but yeah, it's super good. Um, well, I would say it just more like knows what it is. Yeah, um, it's but like it, like it exudes it exudes confidence in in exactly what style that they've had, but that sometimes I can come across as like hoity toity at the same yeah. time because I, of it. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that I like. That's why I like Kojima games because he's like, this is what I am, and this is what you're gonna get, and I like that. That's why I like Yoko Taro and people like that because you know they're confident and this is this coming from some indie dev team from germany is really impressive uh it's just yeah it's super it's super cool it's really short like eight seven hours which is good for a horror horror mm. game yeah that's um, a sweet spot thank you and it has multiple endings people are still trying to discover the real ending to the game which is cool this People have been like, oh, well, I did this differently this time, and I got this ending, or I used this item here instead of this item. It's like, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, definitely play it. It's on Game Game Pass. Um, yeah. Which basically it, yeah, free. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I sent a screenshot in the Discord. It's like the King in Yellow. Uh, it's like, it's kind of like this, I don't know, I guess like a trope in like Lovecraftian horror, like the mm -hmm. king, and oh, because yeah, it's so. even br it's brought up uh, in Lovecraft stories too. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely part of the myth uh, Cthulhu mythos. Yeah, it's also True Detective season one, very heavy in there. Yeah, but yeah it has that kind of vibe. It's very, um, and it's an it, it's an introspective philosophical game, which is cool. Um, very cool. Yeah, a lot of people are and talking about. The other game is grounded. That game's super <laughs> good. Taylor and I played it last night for like three hours. I don't know. At least that game has come a long way. Yeah, well, it's funny. I wouldn't know because Zach and I played for three hours and played, <laughs> I think, like one eighth of what was in the original like release. So, uh, not sure. But yeah, I mean, like that. I don't know. It's solid. It's a good game. It's also the only thing that I've been playing. So I'll just shift over. Um, take over uh yeah um yeah that's the only thing i've been playing good talk all right nice it's super cool to play this i think what's really interesting about this game is how it has a pretty focused story for what it is like it's like yeah. a survival game but it has a focused story it has designated characters like your two characters talk to each other about things and it's like and sometimes they're really funny sometimes they're really like cringe because they're like kids but it's like it, it's really interesting how they're able to build out this war there's like lore in this world by you discovering like oh here's this big juice juice box and it's this cartoon the kids watch and they talk about the lore in the cartoon and like oh i've read the books but you watch the show like this is the difference that happened here in this fight with blah 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 it's like really just fun stuff but just the scale is so impressive the scale and the lighting is just like it it really just nails well, the, the lighting and depth of field on camera um do do the game a lot of good um 
it's 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 quite impressive visually uh in that way it's weird where sometimes you shift the camera and it will pull things in and out of focus it's the only way that you can kind of break that illusion um in kind of a way but i mean it's it's it still obviously works um mm -hmm. we zach and i have not done any of this part where you build an actual base no base fucking clue off. no fucking idea um we put up like a tent so that we could go to sleep and <laughs> then we found uh so this is where i'm about to go into a story where that kind of illustrates the true appeal and power of grounded to me and and many like and games like this so Zach and I find the kind of first major story point um, for Grounded, uh, which is in uh, like this facility. I don't want to tell say too much, but anyway. So we go through the facility. We we kind of see what there is to see, and then we're exploring. Zach's like, "Oh, this leads uh, this leads out. Oh, it leads to water." Um, and I have this porch made out of uh, like the fungus spores or something that actually works underwater so i pull that out we were diving we got like 30 seconds of air left we're like oh i think this is the way out boom underwater fucking spider and we die instantly uh and that's what this that those are the moments especially when you're playing with other people that are like the game i was just fucking we're just yelling at each other um as we get sworn and we just like one shot by this diving bell spider um and uh and yeah i don't know it's good it, it's it's it, this is one of those things where it's so hard to make a trailer for a game like this uh because you're focusing on all of these kind of story elements and the, what makes the game interesting is just being there and walking through it and seeing it from that scale Pulling all of these trailers out to third person almost removes a lot of what makes it so impressive, which is realizing the scope of where you are in the game. And this pulls yeah. it out of it a little bit. Also, I think what's also pretty cool about it is there's a bunch of build variety that you can do with your characters, which is really fun. Like, I'm a tank. Like, I built a acorn armor, so, like, I can tank stuff easier, tailor... It attracts um, it attracts the enemies. Yeah, I attract the baddies, and then Taylor has this ant armor that allows him to carry more, and he has a bow and arrow, and I have a like a fang sword that poisons, and so it's like that's just really fun. But like, okay, I'm gonna be the tank. You're gonna be this guy that can carry carry things, and and we're just kind of going through and just like finding things we've never like thought of grabbing before. Like there are these thistles we were trying to find so we can make these arrows for his bow and we had to climb up a plant and pull thistles off and i was like i would never have thought of doing 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 that but the game does such a good way of making like the natural layout feel like it's like it, the, the, this specific plant is different than all the other plants like the leaves are specifically tiered that encourages you to jump up and yep. it just draws you in it's very very smart it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's it's a game I just want to go and explore more and like build a base and like actually like tear up so we can like fight these bugs because they're like they just destroy us every time we try and fight. <laughs> In order to kind of like level up the some of the harvesting tools, we had to kill a ladybug. 
and you know we had we had just kind of geared up a little bit so to speak and we're like all right should we take on spiders or should we try and fight the ladybug and we're like all right let's fight the ladybug and zach literally just had just put on all of that tanking gear that he had just talked about and we walk up here's the ladybug <laughs> the ladybug turns around and literally kills him instantly one shot um and then five minutes later it turns to yeah, just like in real life. Five minutes later, he we're like, okay, it turns into night, and we're trying to we're like, well, let's abandon the ladybug. There's no way, and we're going off into the different area, and there's three bombardier beetles, which are the, they can use ranged attacks, and there's a ladybug sleeping, and the bombardier beetles throughout AOE, and so sometimes they can like cross aggro other other bugs, and I like all right. Zach, I got an idea. Let's hit the ladybug. Let's hit the bombardier beetles, and let's see what happens. And sure enough, I mean, we both died, but the ladybug died first, and that was all that mattered. Yeah, because a spider, there's a spider around. <laughs> and, then, and then a wolf spider killed both of us. Yeah, it's a good game. Like that's those are like especially with co-op, it's so good. Like those moments just like keep happening. Yeah, it's and. We haven't even touched building a base. Like that's like yeah, really another core mechanic of the game. Also, another thing I just want to say, I brought this up last night when we were playing, but the verbiage the game uses is very mm. just weird. Like to throw something is called hucking it. So it's like huh. huck. Press R to huck. It's like okay, so you're like <laughs> throwing stuff. Very childlike. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's just like it. That's what that's what makes it different than all the other games. Just like the way it's very stylistic with its words. It's stylistic, but it feels, but it feels genuine. It's it doesn't just sound like. Why are we using the word "huck"? It's like oh, they're they're using the word "huck." Like it feels, it feels normal, uh, but but still pointed. Yeah, I, I like that it. I like that it clearly understands that everyone thinks of it as the "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" game. Like, right. like to, I saw yeah. that the, I'm assuming it's the dad where it's like it was Doctor Tully, uh, in don't the know. Thing, which don't is, know, couldn't tell which you. Which is, which is definitely, uh, I mean that's Rick Moranis's character in Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I'm assuming mm -hmm. that's the joke that it's because he's also well, the dad in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So. The real story hook is like there's kids being kidnapped in this city, and nobody <laughs> knows where they are. And you're being shrunk down, turned into action figures, and like thrown in a yard. That's kind of like the story hook. <laughs> but there's like other kids who have like supposedly been killed in this process. So, and you're going around picking up cassette tapes and learning from this this scientist about things that he's doing. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Like I just wanted to know more, uh, but it's just also hard to like kind of tear up. But that's just because it's a uh, a survival game that's just kind of how yeah, it is that's just how it is grind it out so yeah um i'm trying to think if i played anything else when i pull up steam nope yeah I, I like i was away this weekend brought my steam deck i was like all right here it is i got plans no, <laughs> that didn't happen yeah uh, I, I, I maybe i maybe got like one more hour into persona 5 um but uh, oh, sorry, Zach and I were going back and forth on you know Xbox added the time to complete, and so we were, we were like going through about time to complete. And Persona Five is like yeah, it's 120 hours 
Peace. That's very good. Oh, you're playing Persona 5? It's going to take you 100 plus hours, dog. Have fun. It's Xenoblade skip, levels right there. Yep. Even if you skip cutscenes in Persona 5, it's like 90 hours. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a Persona game, so there's a bunch of cutscenes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't go. I don't got nothing else. That's Unless you guys want to hear about me talk about World of War Warcraft, we can we can keep. You've been leveling up. I'm leveling up. That's kind of it. It's pre classic or um, I'm playing retail. No. The new expansion comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. I don't have a well, job. Should have so talked about. Kind of should have talked about that during the news. Right. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, all right next next, next. Uh, i'll talk a little bit real brief um uh <clears throat> more mario and rabbits i'm kind of in the same boat as you taylor i pack up my stuff get ready to do things and then life just throws that curveball at you uh and this it was, week yeah it's it nuts it was just i was like oh cool finally i was just crunching on a project all week finally got to the weekend where i no longer have this heavy project over me i'm like all right cool now i can get back to enjoying and gaming and and instead of enjoying and gaming i was editing videos for all you schmucks so um, <laughs> slowly getting those Hell yeah. <clears throat> but uh finally sorry my bad um i did play more of mario and rabbits and that game is just that is uh, the changes they've made the longer i play the game the more i find find out about these uh, the changes they made so much more of an open world style game this time. Is anybody else besides me playing it? No, it's just you, buddy. Just me. It's much more of an of an open world traditional 3D Mario-ish take on this. Where where the last one was more Mario, let's say Mario 3D world, where you're kind of walking along paths to get to certain things, <clears throat> kind of a, a, a more of a overworld map. This is an actual overworld where you're running around um the main overworld of the game and doing shit and engaging in enemies and it, you don't you don't have to engage enemies and everybody it's 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 just really well done really enjoying the heck out of it love playing the battles there um so yeah still plan through that <clears throat> and bayo three i hopped into bayonetta three so i have i have my regular copy of bayonetta three and i also bought this beautiful bad boy bayonetta three did you guys get this as well anybody else has me get it i actually have it i haven't played it though so, yeah. yeah. So, Bayonetta three, um, man, it's so good. They and I've, <laughs> again, I've only got like two, two and a half, three hours total. Again, because of this whole life thing. But in that time, um, I, I'm noticing the differences in this game uh, initially from uh, from the last game. So I had to go back and try to remember Bayonetta two. Luckily, I still have it for the Wii U, so I kind of popped it on real quick. Just to sort of remember what the game was like. Her hair is shorter. <clears throat> yeah, the hair is shorter. Um, but in this case, like um, between Bayonetta one and Bayonetta two, uh, yeah, playing stuff and shit, um, stuff and <laughs> things. Between Bayonetta and Bayonetta two, they they didn't do a whole ton in terms of um, like battles. Like they, it was pretty cut and dry. It was more of a, an evolution with better visuals, better plot, blah blah blah. Bayonetta three. Th- way more combo based um they've really kind of worked on the gameplay just what i'm noticing right now some of the battle gameplay stuff haven't really gotten into the kaiju shit right away so i'm I'm looking forward to that but like two or three hours into the game um i'm enjoying the visuals a lot there were a couple areas it isn't 
it is on a seven-year-old console, however old the Switch is. So it's there is some stutter here and there and uh, frame rate issues, but um, it is a gorgeous-looking game. Uh, I'm playing it mostly in handheld. It did pop it on the big screen, and it looks great on the big screen. I may actually play more on the big screen now because of how good it looks on there. Um, but yeah, no. I, it's uh, if you have a Nintendo console right now, it is good eaten in terms of the the stuff that's out there, and you got. Pokemon, the Pokemon's coming, which is a great Pokemon, apart from those those issues, the frame rate issues. But uh, yeah, it's uh, both those games are great. Mario and Bayonetta, um, great stuff. Can't uh, can't recommend it more. There, you have to pick it. If you if you own a Switch, you have it's recommended. No, I'm sorry, it is. You've lost it. You lost. Yeah, lost you lost, it. lost the lost bit. It. Next, if you next. own a switch, pick up the BDSM Witch Lady. Let's go to JJ. Let's go to JJ. I'm playing a lot of shit, honestly. But uh, uh, thanks to Sam, I did pick up Metal Gear Survive. Oh my god! <laughs> it's right. You fell for it. It's you fell for it. I fell for it. Uh, it's it is. It's uh, it's not it's, bad. It's just, it's weird how yeah, the game can. Feel good to play because yeah. it feels good to good to play, yeah. but it just sucks to play. Like, I know it's yeah. so <laughs> it's so funny. I was just like, "All right, it's six bucks. I got six bucks. Let's do this." Uh, oh, but this is right after Sam was saying, "Yeah, he bought it for like twenty or whatever it was." Yeah, it was gonna be, and it was. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I did pick up the uh, Garbage Pail Kids game that just dropped. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Um, it's I don't. I, I honestly don't know what if the lore behind this game is legitimate oh, really? or not. I feel like it's a goof, but I never really oh. bothered looking into the fact. Was this game canceled for the NES? I don't know. It, it wasn't. Everything I've read about yeah. it, it was yeah. it's a modern game that they it, the whole selling point was... Yeah. It's it too gross it's for the Nintendo. Yeah, it's too gross for the NES. And it certainly <clears throat> feels like somebody make like crafting the perfect like nes mm -hmm. game in terms of like all of the sort of stuff all the bullshit you'd expect from an old nes game especially an old licensed nes game um it looks great it plays it's a got a it's got some, it's got an interesting sort of gameplay conceit where it's your typical just sort of platforming ish game mm -hmm. but there's like a card trading mechanic in it and um oh that's every cool and like your powers are dependent on what garbage pail kids you have. So some of them are, it's like, oh, you know, this one vomits. This one has swords. Whoa. This one rolls into a ball and bounces around and stuff. Mad it's, Mike. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a charming little game and it's definitely worth like the eight bucks. If this is mm -hmm. the type of game it, it is an <laughs> NES game. It's not, um, it's not doing anything that an NES game couldn't do because they are releasing this on hardware. On you can pick up an NES. Oh, are they? Yeah, uh, I am Eight Bit will be putting out uh, a limited run of these on uh, NES carts. So uh, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing different about it uh, in terms of what an NES could do. So it's, it's cool, cool from that. It's 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 cool from that angle. Um, I don't know. There's not much to talk about with it. It's an old NES game made today based off of an, it's the perfect way to do a garbage bail kids game. Uh, just like this retro aesthetic. Uh, if you're going to make, if you're going to tap into that nostalgia that the garbage bail kids taps into, then this is the only way you could successfully do it. And they pulled it off. Great. Um, 
that's all I have to say with that one. Um, and I've started I the. Need to, uh, I need to rewatch oh. the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Is what I need. Oh, to don't, man, don't. <laughs> um, I did start playing the uh, Village, the Resident Evil Village uh, DLC. Well, okay. Came out. Uh, the Shadows of Rose is only about like a three and a half hour campaign. So half- Resident Evil DLC. Uh, yeah, so I'm about halfway through it. Uh, it's really good. It it's hmm. like surprising. It's gross. Hmm. It's it's it all revolves around like living ooze. Uh, it's 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 something else. Uh, <laughs> and your dad spawns in ammo for you. Yeah, they cool. haven't. <laughs> Listen, it's they haven't at all said that it's your dad, but from like second one, you're like, I know this is Ethan. Like, you're not fooling me. Like, what do you, what, who do you think I am? I, I know who this is, Ethan. And then um, he just spawns in some ammo. Yeah, you're just sitting there and you're, you're having like, uh, do you like a ghost writer esque conversations with him? Like, he's writing shit on the wall, and you reply back to him, and it just like, he's like, okay, well, here you go, and like. Whoop, a little like first aid bottle will pop up or like mm. a, an herb will like materialize and like it and he'll like lead you like oh you have to you know go this way you know and stuff like that but um uh i am uh, i'm 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 at the haunted house section again because mm. we reuse all the stuff and i'm at i'm Smart. i'm uh terrified of it because it's not the same haunted house it's not the gross baby Ooh. fetus thing it's a completely uh. different it's a completely different that situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different situation going on right now, and it scared the shit out of me, so I stopped playing it uh, for a bit. <laughs> so, uh, but the real thing, the thing that I got the review code for that I had finally finished that is uh, a genuinely amazing game is the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Hmm. Um, it's a new independent point-and-click uh, folk horror game. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. It is. It's the aesthetics of it is gorgeous. Like mm. the pixel graphics for the main game, and then the cutscenes. Every cutscene is incredible in this game because uh, it does this weird rotoscoping kind of like old Ooh. PC thing that is absolutely stunning. And there's a constant. If you go to my Twitter feed right now. The most one of my most recent tweets is a screenshot from towards the end of the game of one of the cutscenes, and you can you can immediately understand why I think this is a, extremely my shit. Um, you are Thomasina. Hey, oh yeah, yeah. What you got, you JJ? Have you seen Faith, the Unholy Trinity stuff? Have you seen anything from? I've from started. That? I started playing it. Uh, you, okay. you got me the you got me the code, and I've started absolutely oh, playing yeah. that. Yeah, it's uh ah yeah, look at that fucking cat. Look at that cat. <laughs> um it's so you are a, an antiquities uh sort of writer and God, you and are And this reminds me of the Sierra online games. Oh my This is Lord. 100%. It is 100% like King's Quest and shit like that. Except yes. uh except it is 100% a Lovecraftian tale. Um, it, it, it's done. It's told from her perspective as if she's writing a journal uh, kind of thing. And she's trying to solve oh, the whoa. They, they, boy. They are. That's a lot of end game stuff going on. In some of this. Um, but uh, yeah, you, <laughs> that's, nice. a, that's, a, that's a priest vomiting. Uh, 
one of the first things you do is like you 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 meet this priest and he vomits and you have to help him by picking up his broken glasses and bloodletting him. Uh, like <laughs> it is it, it is so well crafted and it is one hundred percent a Lovecraftian tale. Like mm. like straight through to the ending it is like if 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 Lovecraft stories are something that you uh love and appreciate then this is definitely an adventure game for you to play um you find yourself in this weird little town of Bewley. uh it's very like twins peaks where everyone's kind of weird uh but not like crazy so it's just like a, a small little town where everyone's sort of pretending they don't know about hobbs barrow which you're coming to like excavate because uh there's a secret in it that mm-hmm. uh, was going to help your father. Um, your father was oh. also like an excavation guy. This reminds um, me of Pathologic. I don't know if you guys have played. Yeah, played yeah. That's what I'm getting. getting yeah, there's those. there's definitely a Pathologic vibe to it, but uh, it, it 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 checks a lot of boxes for me. I love point and click adventures, especially those old Sierra point and click adventure games. And this just... this looks like those late late 80s like 88 80s, 89 yeah. where they yeah, especially were like, like they, they it's just like the animal faces the close-ups yeah, and like yeah. i don't know it's just like the way that they move yeah uh the and it's got some it's yep. yeah it's got some genuinely like like body horror stuff going on and some very like creepy like <sighs> I don't know, any zoom in on the eyes like that always gets me man yeah it's uh I do, there's not a lot you can talk about story-wise of this game without absolutely start blowing a lot of sort of the sure. story the pacing and storytelling of it but it's it's about four hours long oh perfect um, all right it's it is, it, is uh, a, it is a sweet length for this kind of game yep. it's it's a tight Ooh. story there's it doesn't have multiple endings or anything it's just got the one thing going on um but it's got all of the point and click tropes and it's got a lot of the old folk horror tropes um and it's victorian you, just slap him there? Awesome. you get a choice when you meet him because he starts hitting on you and he's mm-hmm. a drunkard and punch the journalist get, yeah so you get your <laughs> so you get your choice if you want to slap the guy or just take the higher round, oh, round. Look at that. Wow. guys i remembered i played a game i need to talk about actually. oh well if you're I mean, if you're done done i JJ. think i think i'm done i highly highly recommend uh the excavation of mm-hmm. Hobbs um it is uh you know as a person that's currently playing uh monkey island right now as well uh i think i just kind of appreciated this one more for how tight it is mm. it's four hours it has a great aesthetic and a very creepy unsettling story that i was captivated by from start to finish it really just kind of pulls you in especially with its aesthetics so yeah it's 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 quickly up on my list of games of the year honestly so zach you had something else you thought about yeah i forgot i played scorn i don't know if that's good or not that i forgot about it but yeah Yeah, i played i played scorn too (laughs) didn't you guys already talk about this in the past i I talked about i talked about scorn you talked about scorn all right i wasn't here um yeah, that first like puzzle is really rough, but all but for different reasons, not because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to f- figure out at first, but whenever you have like that fresh body drop out and it's screaming, you're like impaling it and like chopping it up and moving. That's just 
it was a lot for me. Um, and that's kind of hard. That's like, it's hard to make me feel that, but it's, it's a game. I actually just stopped playing. <laughs> so <laughs> really, yeah. Cause I was like, I can't do this right now. I'm not in the right space. Um, it's, it was a lot for me. It was like, like I felt horrible. Um, <laughs> the, that says, it's, that, it was a really weird puzzle to like kick the game off with. Um, yeah. Because, like the whole the whole aesthetic is pretty fucked up overall, and then they're like, "All right, but what if, what if you have to take this thing that's clearly alive and continuously uh, make it worse?" And yeah. it, it, that's that's like the thing that you do first. Um, it's. Uh, it's an artistic statement. I, I think I know what they're saying with it. Um, yeah, there he is, my boy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a. It's a tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, I. I'm okay with not playing it. That's just kind of where <laughs> I'm. Like um, are you gonna watch a, like a quick? Are you gonna watch a quick playthrough to see how it ends, or is it like not even worth it to you? Um, I think I'm just okay with knowing what it looks like. You know, I'm like, okay, this game's cool. It looks like that, but like, I've I've gone too far where I have to either finish it myself or I have to see somebody else finish it. Yeah, I have to. I have to know what what you were the really excited for this game too, right, Zach? Yeah, I was really excited for the game, but the first like, it's not like it's a bad game. It's just really just like I don't know. It's like I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, it's very, it's it's very visceral. Yeah, yeah. Um, visceral. It's hard to make me feel that way. Um, mm. But it just like it really latched into some place in my brain that's just like like I felt like I was doing something wrong. Uh, okay. So yeah, I just kind of like pieced out and said, "This is cool. Like I get what you're doing here, but I can't do this." Uh, but I know that the the last boss of the game, you just kind of like strafe around it and shoot it so knowing knowing that makes me not want to play it too (laughs) yeah i guess now we have to talk about yeah yeah talk about our scariest game moments that surprisingly right before we get to that i did want to talk about barbarian real quick Mm. oh god yeah uh, yeah because we talked about a little about it so it's a it's a movie it's on hbo it was in in theaters i think at some point i saw it in theaters did you really um uh, so it's set. I'll give you a quick back background, Taylor, that we can understand. It's set in. Yeah, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's set. It's set in sort of one of the outskirts uh, neighborhoods of Detroit, my hometown, which I, I can see it. There it is, right there. Um, one of the sort of the, the, the neighborhoods of Detroit that's uh, it's it's gone downhill over the years. The population's kind of leaving. Um, it had peaked in like the 70s and 80s, and since then it had you know just population left. Anyways, rundown neighborhood uh this uh lady gets a um this young woman gets a airbnb there she's there for an interview she has to get airbnb at this house and um finds out that somebody else had also airbnb'd uh, or had whatever the other tool yeah. they use at the same time and um one thing leads to another they find uh 
You can't one thing leads to another in this movie. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Into the sunset. So, okay, let me explain it to... Let me explain it. So, yeah, so she goes to this house. I think what needs to be explained out the gate is that the the advertising for this movie existed solely around the setup that Dally expressed here. Yes. Where it was, it was it, the, the uh, advertising, every trailer showed all they showed was uh, her going to an Airbnb and a guy being there and offering it's like, well, you can stay here. So you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. The setup makes it seem like it's going to be your typical thriller movie yeah so guy so here's here's me i went to this movie not knowing anything just hearing from people hey you're gonna like this movie watch it please okay i finally lay down and watch it and yeah it's like okay this guy's really creepy okay cool um what's happening i don't know what's happening okay there's a secret door in the basement right it's kind of spooky what's okay oh there's a torture like i chamber room you don't want to get too deep into the plot ruining the plot that's uh, that's spooky um and then it just turns into a different movie Uh, yeah act one act one ends on a cliffhanger and it turns into a a completely separate justin long starring hollywood satire film um it feels like it feels like you fell asleep and woke up in a different movie it takes yeah. a very, very long time for this second act to catch up to the first act. But uh, by long time, it's about about twenty to twenty five yeah. minutes, which seems yeah. very long in this each, because of the second. Yeah, each each act is about a half an hour. Uh, it's a ninety yeah. it's a ninety minute movie, and each act's about a half an hour. Uh, by the time you get to the third act, the uh, the third act, the uh, wheels have fallen off the wagon. The third entirely. act kicks off in a really weird way too. Yeah, yeah. it does. Like, it turn, it, it kicks off as a completely different movie again. Yes, but at least it feels connected to mm-hmm. the first act. And then that's yeah. that's the connective tissue, and then things just get then it's, the third act of the movie is absolutely like unhinged, yeah, uh, from beginning to end. Uh, but it's a really interesting like take on like a modern uh, monster myth yeah. kind of thing, and it takes kind of the things that are in the id of the United States right now, like true crime type of things, and makes that kind of. Mm-hmm serial killer mythos into a monster movie type yeah. thing. That's the best way I can describe it without spoiling it. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's, it does absolutely nothing to explain itself at any point. It's really I'll, good. I'll just say this. It's definitely a, uh, a Targaryen movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... If that means it's good, then I uh, then I uh, <laughs> then I agree. you gotta watch Game of Thrones, um, House of the Dragon. But yeah, it uh, the more you watch it, the more you realize, oh, this yeah, exactly. It <clears throat> it's a monster, modern style, monster ish psycho thriller film. But all you you don't need to take you don't even need to take that far of a step back to realize, oh, this is the commentary that they're trying to make and there's a reason why there are so many layers to this story because oh 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 and all then you get to the point you're like uh even like the heroic point in the movie (laughs) is like 
Wow. Yep. I, yep. I get it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, just it's like very, that... <clears throat> it does, it does horror well. Like, I think, I think what makes a horror movie good is when it can be funny because of how absurd it is. Like, yeah. that's like what I, I love watching a horror movie and laughing. Like, like, oh, this is so like bizarre. And this movie made me literally laugh my ass off for like five minutes straight whenever things were just expanding and getting bigger and bigger. People have seen it, know what I'm talking about. It's just like, yep. what the, wh like, it's just like, I just kept laughing. I kept, I was just losing my mind and they're showing you things like what, like, oh, I just kept there, going. Like it's, yeah. it, but then also it's it. pretty scary. It's scary too, it is. which is like, and there's a, and I'll just kind of end it with uh, my portion by saying there's a part of this movie, which is definitely that, um, I think it's an insurance commercial where they say, we just, let's go hide behind the, the chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a, let's go hide behind the chainsaws uh, um, type of purposefully. But yeah, I, uh, I enjoy, I didn't love it, but I definitely enjoyed it. And I, I respect it for what it's trying to do. And I do recommend seeing it. If you get HBO, check it out. Yeah. It's also directed Friday. by one of the founders of the whitest kids, you know, so you kind of, yeah. Yeah. So expect no, knowing that going in, you can kind of expect what to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, speaking of scary things, let's get into <clears throat> some of the scariest moments that we know from game. It is Halloween. Ooh. And we've been going for 53 minutes, so we're going to try to see if we can get into the witching <laughs> hour here and talk about some of the scariest games or gaming moments that we've we've come across. So um, <clears throat> that can be now it could be anything, right? Because obviously games have been around for a long time. We have modern horror uh, scorn. We just kind of talked a little about scorn. Hobbs Barrow certainly seemed yeah. to have some I type did of just, tension I just, in there. Yeah, I just did talk about how I turned off a game because mm -hmm. it was upset and making me Bless too you, scared. Taylor. My son, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it fear can be uh, anything, terror can be anything. In games, I've I don't know if I've personally felt like incredible terror or anything in a game. I know for me, when it comes to games, there's like whenever there's like a like you can feel thick air tension, that to me is what gets my. My I, uh, my blood kind of moving in a different different way. I didn't I didn't play uh, Silent Hill two for like six years because it, okay. it made me too okay. anxious and scared to play. Nice. And I you needed, started sweating. I, I needed to be an old, <laughs> I needed to be an older person till I could uh, <laughs> appreciate and enjoy Silent Hill two. Silent Hill two so, really there, uh, fucking works on that on that track. So I'm that's where I'm going to start off with with mine. I'll, I'll kind of throw <laughs> my, my three down there. Um, and I've never played Silent Hill 2. I've never played a Silent Hill game, even though I have sh shattered memories, whatever is staring at me, the Wii game. Um, PT is up there because... It's terrifying, yeah. PT, and what I think PT does so well, this is the, the Koji game that uh, his last... The Koji game. His last, the last game for Konami um, when he was remaking Silent Hill. What that game does so well, it, it it's weirdly a roguelike in a way because you're constantly going through this house over and over and over again, kind of reliving it um, and exploring more things. But uh, <clears throat> what oh. it does really well <laughs> is that it, it's all about the things you don't see and the stuff that you're expecting to happen. Like you're expecting a jump scare, but there's no jump scare there. And that's kind of, that builds on that tension even more. To me, that is... I, that's Very what's 
that's what's so good about Silent Hill as a whole. Okay. Okay. Is that a lot of the a lot of scary stuff in Silent Hill is the subtext is the backstory. No, there's this room in Silent Hill Two. Yeah, Silent Hill Two does this stuff really well, where you just go into your room. There's man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. There, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's like there's this one room that I just thought about that gave me goose goosebumps. You oh, walk really? in there. There's a literal guillotine just in the middle of the room. It's dark. There's nothing there, but you hear a thing moving around and getting closer and kind of just like going back and forth. And it sounds like a horse. There's like heavy breathing. And you're just kind of standing there like, what's going to happen? Nothing happens ever. Yeah. It's just a sound. And that's it's what the that scariest shit, thing. That shit, so is what stopped, that shit is what stopped me from playing Silent Hill 2 originally was its sound design is upsetting. Yeah. You're constantly... You are constantly hearing things that mean nothing, but make you feel like it's about something bad is about to sincerely happen. And I cannot, I used to not be able to handle being on the edge of my seat at mm -hmm. all waking minutes of enjoying something. Uh, nowadays, yeah. I'm much better at dealing with that stuff, but uh, well, see you, Taylor. Um, too afraid. Yeah. Um, got too spooky for him in here. Yeah. But Play Playland brings it up. You know, it, 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 he mentions it. it to me. It was a Silent Hill demo at the school. The heads. Uh, children and all the uncensored stuff that did not come into that final version. Uh, and you kind of go in blind that way. So, yeah. 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 Like, so I used to really not be able to play horror games. Like, I used to not like horror period for a long time yeah. in my life. Um, but I, five, six years ago was where I just really eased into it. Like I just started to love horror and love sure. the macabre and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but like horror games don't really affect me how they should like i don't get jump scared like i'm playing a horror game i know i'm gonna get scared like so the jump scares is completely gone like but what gets me are things like in pt or things like in silent hill where it's like in pt when you're just walking around and you're like and you decide i'm gonna look up just see what's up oh there's a thing like yeah. that's what's scary it's not like yeah. That's the stuff that a jump scare is cheap. It doesn't work mm -hmm. for me, but uh, yeah, that's why it's like Silent Hill. Um, there's a game called Deadwood that does horror pretty well okay. too. Um, it's a indie game. Uh, it's super good. It does like sound design. I think sound design is probably the most important thing in a horror. It, horror it game. really is. And I, that's where I was going to jump into also bringing up Dead Space. Now, Dead Space isn't necessarily it's jump scares, there's jump scares galore. But the Space, first but one is genuinely pretty, it creates a really good exactly. atmosphere. And it's it, tight, and a lot of that dark. is yeah. it's tight, it's dark, and the sound design in the original yeah. Dead Space, I felt was um was right there. I mean, I yeah, that it's visual and they're remaking the game now, and I'm so interested in trying to see how they incorporate that sound design because there was that they're gonna lose that it. they're gonna lose yeah. it that tension was so well done so well done no there's a specific like audio line i have from isaac in my head like when he's screaming there's a there's like a really intense muffled tinny sounding like the way they mix mm -hmm. his voice when he's screaming is like so good like when you're stomping on things because that because that's a core thing you have to do is stomp on the bad guys when you're stomping and he's screaming and yelling while he's doing it because they're humans mm -hmm. it's that muffled like metal sounding voice that he has i don't think they're going to be able to i don't think that. so either yeah 
No, it's gonna be tough. No, they're gonna fuck. As much as I, as much as I want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms then, of in terms of jump scares, I do have to say, I think I still think the Resident Evil dog jump scares. I was so, almost I was gonna bring that one up um, too. That dog, yeah. But yeah. It, it, on two separate ways, because like originally that was a really good jump scare in the original form, uh, and the way they fucked with you in the remake uh, by hmm. having yeah, the window sure kind of crack when you like where it originally would have happened and then having the jump scare happen later in the game than you than it did originally was a really like playing with that perception was really smart of them in the remake of resident evil mm, I, yeah. I it's one of the most iconic jump scares of all time <laughs> I, and well, I, I think when you bring up resident evil i was i was almost going to as an honorable mention uh talk about Final or final, uh, Resident Evil Seven V in VR because oh. that is, whoa, and, and it's not the, <clears throat> it's not the jump scares in this Resident Evil. It's no, it's the it's being chased around this house and hearing them. Uh, I I want it's to me. play Resident Evil Seven VR with um, uh, with full 3D audio yeah. so that I'm genuinely terrified the, right now in this house uh yes the, VR too, baby. limiting your field of vision especially in the vr scenario um is yes really changes the atmosphere of any horror game but in particular mm -hmm. resident evil 7 you're just mm -hmm. strictly focused on what's in front of you and you you <laughs> uh, yeah. there was some there was yeah. some rough shit going on in that game uh <clears throat> that really yeah. like I, I, there were you if you hook, if you hooked up one of those like heart rate monitors like all the vtubers are doing these days it would have been a that, <laughs> you would have been worried for my well-being <laughs> yeah yep uh what uh zach what are the, what games do you got what are you okay so you, i was gonna i'm just gonna bring up mine um so garbage I, no just kidding genuinely the scariest game i have ever played it's not Silent Hill 2. It's not Scorn. It's a anime visual novel <laughs> called Karaoke Literature Club. It's oh really? The, yeah, we, it's me and Zach spent the better part of an evening talking about how great of a horror game Doki Doki Literature. So we Club can't never okay. Right. Preface it that we can't go too deep into it, right? Because like already talking about it in this context for somebody yeah. who hasn't played it, right? right. Uh, yeah. Already changes yeah. the outlook. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. like there, there's no way that Dali was going to go out, see Dali, see Doki Doki Literature Club yeah. show up and be like, oh, yeah, that's a game that I'm interested in playing in any <laughs> scenario, right? However, in this context, maybe he does. Um, yeah, so this game is a subversive piece of art. Um, it's a really interesting, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but it's kind of, you start out, you're a anime boy who goes to school, transfer student, meet these cute girls, something every trope wrong. In the, every trope, every trope. In the book is being played out here. Um, yeah, the game slowly starts to unravel at this seems things start to see uh, look kind of strange on the pc it starts to change files on your computer yeah if you play this game oh, yeah. play yep. the pc version because you definitely lose a bit of something playing it on one of like on a switch or something yeah so the game smartly 
puts you in a routine. Since it's a visual novel, it's a pretty railroaded experience. There's a lot of there's a lot of games like this that aren't a railroaded experience, but most of them are. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it lulls you into a sense of like safety, and then eventually you <laughs> click, and then the next screen is yeah disgusting <laughs> vile uh blood and gore whatever um and eventually it turns into kind of like a hal 2001 space odyssey mm. situation with the computer it's really interesting um but yeah it's 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 a game that i've played one time and i remember almost everything about it and it's just it's deep in my brain. It 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 wow. has its own spot in my in my brain, and it's one of it's just an interesting piece of fiction. It's an interesting video game. Yeah. It, yeah. it was free when it came out. I just randomly played it because right. it was free. I had no yeah. clue. No one knew what it was, and I was like, that was ah! like, it, like <laughs> literally <laughs> fried no, my brain. Nobody. It's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, and nobody has ever successfully pulled off the thing that this game does, and that's release a piece of fiction that is secret horror. Like people want to do that, you know. We were just talking about Barbarian, where it's sort of a secret horror movie in a different way. You mm-hmm. knew you were getting a horror movie going in. You can't just surprise people with horror in movies. Or even books or something. It just doesn't yeah. work that way. Nobody's going to play. But in video games where you just have this small little independent thing that just kind of comes out of nowhere is free. And right. yeah. uh, word of mouth alone was more than enough to make this. Uh, and people really committed to the bit. Like people really w- kept their mouth shut yeah. about Doki Doki Literature Club. Even to this day, if you buy a piece of Doki Doki Literature Club merch, it still treats it as if it's just a visual novel, hmm. a traditional visual novel. It's all like the collector's edition just has cutesy little stuff that you would expect to get, like acrylic figures and stationery and stuff. But like, it's constantly, but like the only sort of giveaway is sort of, it is rated M for mature for like gore and shit. Like, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my experience of finding this game is just like a random happenstance so there's a streamer named try try he's a yoshi story speed speedrunner and now he's a pretty big name um and where's that sound coming from that was a horror horror movie sound anyway um so try try he's friends with the developer of the game dan salvato who's made a bunch of mods mm-hmm. for melee for online stuff and i knew he had a game coming out i said "Ooh, i'll play that that's the only reason why i played this played this game mm. <clears throat> and even though like i'm s- kind of spoiling bits of it it's crazy to me that there are that people just don't give up the ghost really they're just like yeah, hey sure. play this play this game because it does this and even in, even you knowing that it does that won't ruin it because one, you won't be able to pinpoint when it's going to happen, and two, it, you, you'll just be like, you'll just be shocked. It's just a, yeah. it's a really visceral, subversive gaming experience that doesn't really happen anywhere else. So, yeah, that's my uh, choice. Taylor, we haven't heard from you yet. What's I got gaming. Life? I got. I got two. Um, one was the one from my childhood. 
which was uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Uh, you know, that's fair. <laughs> where... Yeah. When I mean, how old was I when I, I don't remember my exact age? Um, Six. But no, I don't think I'm that young. Ocarina was it? Nineteen ninety-seven. It came out. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was I was between ten and twelve. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> and it was. It must have been like when you turned into adult Link. Or maybe when you went, like, the first time you had to go back to Kid Link and the zombies, and it was just like, it was just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I, uh, I, I still get I, super stressed out when the sun uh, sets on the main yeah. overland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, just, it was just like, I'm not going to do it. And I actually remember there was a, I had a you know, family friend when we were kids. And I was, we convinced, we convinced him, he was like three years younger than me. We, can, we convinced him that uh, he actually had to wait 12 years before you could play the game once you put the sword into the, <laughs> to pull out the Master Sword. Anyway, uh, that's what it felt like, like when eventually I actually picked it back up and played it on my own N64 and, and finished Ocarina of Time. Um, that was, yeah, dude, I don't know, the zombie just got me. Like the, the sound design, all about it. As far as more recent, um, I'm going to take you all back to like 20, 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, Valve decides that they're going to do an ARG for mm. Portal 2, the potato sack. And are you, guys, are you guys familiar with the potato sack ARG? No. Yes. All right. So, so Dally's not. Oh, he hasn't played Half-Life 2. So, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're a hater. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, so for Val did. ARGs for both Portal games, for Portal 1 and for Portal 2. Uh, but for Portal 2, they wanted to kind of like do it up even more than Portal 1. Um, so what they did was get 12, 12 games, right? I think. 12 games. Some of the developers were, were doubled. Where they, they, this was actually, it was so fucking sick. Valve worked with each one of them, and the, the devs for each one of the games built in little secrets into their games and they all tied back to um, little secret little hidden gems for the release of the upcoming release of portal 2 hmm. um, they were sold as a bundle pack it was called the potato sack you know glados being the potato from portal 2 mm-hmm. but anyway one of those games was amnesia the dark descent um, so, Amnesia uh, the Dark Descent, um, made by uh, Frictional Games. Uh, originally, they started out making the Penumbra series, uh, which was very scary games. Very, I mean, like they are they are some of like the original. When did the first Penumbra come out? Two thousand and seven for um, for Windows and and Mac and. I don't know. Like I can't. I've I've tried to go back to the Penumbra. I can't do it. Um, and honestly, the of all of the twelve games, you know, because like they were really esoteric little things that you had to complete in order to get these achievements, so that you can unlock Portal Two a day early. Um, and actually, one of the things that Valve did was they gave you the entire Valve Complete Pack, where every game that got Valve has ever made, they gave you a copy of it. It was really, really fucking cool. But anyway, the hardest part was Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Uh, because it's not a, 
physically like it's not demanding in any sense um but you had to play the game through the scary parts in order to get this achievement and it will never leave my brain um because i i don't really play that many horror games the only other horror game that i really recall ever doing was uh silent hill for the room when i rented it for x for uh, xbox mm-hmm. i didn't be that i didn't i did let's just say that that was a one-time rental i didn't i didn't go didn't come back to it <laughs> Um, fucking game. But yeah, I technically, yeah. I technically own the Amnesia: The Dark Descent. I'm never going to beat it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, fictional games and the, all the stuff that they make is very good. If that's the kind of thing that you want to play, Scorn, I'm okay with. I'll play. I'll play Scorn. But but Amnesia. Scorn, yeah, Scorn is Scorn is Cronenberg uh, scary. It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amnesia, amnesia just like fucking chills me to my bones, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love those amnesia games, but like I gotta get back in, I can get get back into those games. Um, JJ, yeah, do you have any other ones? Any other games? Lost or? horror because once you see that monster, it's just kind of like over. He's a little yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the the whole point is that you don't want to see him, and I trust this man. I waited the whole time. Uh, Clock Tower. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Fucking love Clock Tower. A uh, Clock Tower is Dario Argento as hell, and mm-hmm. I love Dario Argento mm-hmm. movies. And boy, howdy, is this <laughs> like clearly inspired by him? Like the point and click adventure horror is something that the boy mm-hmm. that is uh, a tense, tense scenario. And to think, like you know, I played the PlayStation One version of that game. I didn't know it was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, no, but so, nobody knew. Yeah, nobody until knew. way later. Uh, yeah. I've since then, played it, and that game, even as a Super Nintendo game, is very scary. Yeah, um, nice. And I, you know, uh, in terms of more recent horror, uh, Alien Isolation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like Alien Isolation. It does a really good job at uh make uh, uh making you feel like you're in constant danger uh and because you are and also it has the uh i played it on the xbox with the connect functionality so you also mm. had to be quiet McDonald's. because the game could hear you uh <laughs> yeah, right. Mc- yeah mcdonald's and then back <laughs> in the game uh but uh that that game really uh, fucked with me. I don't like the Outlast games. Those sure, are probably the sure. most modern horror things. <laughs> they're, they're not fu- they're not fun, and I I really don't like the if there's a if a game has a button that's specifically designed to have you look behind you. Uh-huh. I'm like that's just that's cheap horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie U had kind of had that. Yeah, and, 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 and amnesia and not amnesia. Um, Outlast sort of relies on sort of. Sure the shock value of stuff going on like and now you're strapped to a board and we're gonna cut your dick off so uh, yeah i'm not listen that's a thing that is happening in that (laughs) game that is not me making a joke that's (laughs) yeah no like that game it's like it isn't about it's like a what what's the term like a fun house or like a horror house it's just kind of like like, yeah yeah it's like that's that experience that's not really that scary like yeah I th- uh, there I like a good haunted house like where like like but like that's just not like they they fucked that whole thing up and 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 it's the fact that it's like a trilogy is it's a multiplayer absurd. game game yeah game. yeah because like didn't like the Outlast Trinity just mm-hmm. come out or some nonsense so yeah 
but um, you know, I, I'm going to read a few from the question of the week in the Discord. Um, Johnny Wag says uh, SNES Clock Tower. He played that oh, in yeah, 2007. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he mentioned Argento's films. Uh, he also said Alien Isolation. That's a modernish one. Probably his favorite yeah. horror game. Yeah. I have to play that. I know I have it in like five different platforms. I got to play that. Um, he said honorable honorable mentions are Soma, Stories Untold, and RE7, and then Dead Space. So um, I had Stories Untold is uh, it's like it's on sale right now. By the way, yeah, because the developer is what they're working on next. But yeah, the, the Hill, the, they're working on a, a Silent Hill thing, right? Uh, yes, yes. So <clears throat> yeah, definitely good good choices there. Um, and uh, Stefan says from Software's PS2 survival horror title Kuan was creepy as heck. Brilliant use of atmosphere for a feudal Japan Silent Hill setting. Yeah. Uh, and another one on the PS2 was The Suffering. And then I've never heard of that. And then finally on the DS, Teresia Dear Emil is a hybrid visual novel point and click survival horror adventure by Axis. Um, JJ, you're, if you, you probably have that already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, so yeah, there's some some good recommend. And of course, we saw Playlands. Uh, he mentioned um, the uh, the NES game. So yeah, there's some good I, stuff. Out I there. also just just for a nostalgic purpose, we just want to remind everyone that Condemn, Condemned Criminal Origins is actually a pretty good little horror game okay. back yeah, on yeah, the yeah, 360 era. I thought that That's was true. A good, uh, I thought that was a good. Uh, the horrors of being homeless. <laughs> yeah, the horrors of being homeless. Homeless. Um, uh, I'll be energyless if I don't get to bed here soon enough. It is Halloween night. Um, uh, three of us have already fully celebrated, handed out candies or eaten candies. I'm about to eat some more. I'm also gonna zonk out pretty quickly, uh, here. But right um, here. he's eating some candy right there. Double J. Uh, with that said, we want to thank everybody for joining us this evening. All the viewers, uh, listeners, everybody who took time out from their Halloween festivities to hang out with us, which is everybody. Everybody did. We're the only podcast on a Monday night on a holiday. So it's good. Uh, with that said, you can find us at sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on uh, Twitch and YouTube. I probably make a sidequesting TV Twitter. Uh, Twitter's dead. Never mind. Yeah. Um, a TikTok account. <clears throat> but, uh, and uh, yeah, the Discord. Hop in that Discord. We have a lot of fun, a lot of cool people in there. Uh, you know, had some new folks join us this week, talk about yeah. adventure games, which I love. So Mario I 64. Mario <laughs> 64 is now in our Discord. He's, di he's directly posting. Nonstop. Dude is stop post. I had to mute. Crazy. His, I had to mute. Him. <laughs> I had to mute his channel. Yeah, mute his channel. But uh, yeah, um, we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, Zach, you can find you at OK Quest. Yep. JJ at the underscore double underscore J. Taylor oh, wow. at Taylor Bliss Bliss. <laughs> I'm at Dolly Demofsky. And yeah, of course, the Discord. Find us the Discord. And we'll see you all on the next episode of the. The side charges kill my head.